Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord. Welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. My name is Pastor Stevie, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. Now, if you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock p.m. and 11 o'clock p.m. on Monday evening, we're so glad to have you. But if you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or during other, any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, dates, locations, or platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally and in righteousness. If you hear our content through any other means, it is the result of internet piracy and um, internet piracy and copyright infringement. <clears throat> All those who participate in any internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. So now, having said all that, it's time for us to get down the kingdom business. So go ahead and get some paper and a pen. And if you have any comments at the end of the ministry tonight, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. So if you would, join us with me in the word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place and this time because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father, and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Hmm. Cause us to grow up in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you 
teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. As we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirits and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, we want to get to part two of uh, the ministry. Uh, It's covered. (laughs) I mean, everything that we need, God has already put it in his word and is expecting us to grow up so that we can walk in it. Sometimes, because we've been trained uh, a different way by experience rather than by revelation, then we set ourselves up for trouble and then we go and uh, belly ache to God, if you would, and, and try to get him to, to get involved. Well, see, everything that we need is already in his word. It's covered. All we have to do is simply submit ourselves, uh, walk according to his plan. The plan of God is complete. It's missing nothing. The thing we must remember to do is to f- fulfill our part or find out the proper timing of a thing. The book of Ecclesiastes uh, says very clearly that to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. And he further goes on in that chapter to uh, tell us the the times and seasons that we should be looking for, okay? I I, I want you to hear that um, in this passage, he's not telling you to expect the bad all the time. He's wanting you to expect that if the bad is happening, then the promise of God covers us by giving us the counterpart to it, the good to it, okay? He says for to, to everything, all right, there's a season, a time to every purpose that's under heaven. So you don't have to stay in, in frustration forever because that's only here for a season. And if you understand the purpose that uh, was for that so that you can learn, so that you can repent, whatever that is, so that you can grow, then that season now has come to an end. So now you should be looking for the new season, the second part of what he promised you. You you don't have to just stay uh, in darkness. You don't have to stay lost. You can find the path from the word that would give you the ability to overcome. I like that word, overcome. That means that it was in front of me, but it couldn't stop me because I'm going to go over. I'm going to go above. I'm going to go beyond. I'm going to overcome. And so he said uh, in verse uh, 7, he said, there's a time to rend and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time of hate. A time of war and a time of peace. And I saw that in verse 7, that he put the things that should be first, first. He said that, that, that there was a time to keep silence and then a time to speak. Notice the time to keep silence was first. And then the time to speak, but a lot of times in our lives, we will speak first and then listen later. The book of James tells us that we should be quick to do what? 
we should be quick to hear and slow to speak. See, a lot of things that we do, we do just because it was reactionary, okay? And God did not want us to live reactionary. Uh, the, the, the first book in the New Testament is the book of Acts. That was the, uh, that was the, the understanding that it gives us is that he needs us to initiate, not to react. He wants us to respond, not react. See, and a lot of times we've been trained to just react. And then from the reaction that we did last time, then we will keep that reaction being rolled over and over again. We'll keep reacting to other people that didn't even do what was uh, done the first time, but we begin to react and keep that action going over again, react. That means your, the, the, the prefix re means to do again. So I, I, I take that that I did last time and do it again, even though it wasn't at its proper time. Because he said there is a time to keep silence first and then a time to speak. A time of love first and then a time of hate. See? But I found that sometimes we do the, 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 the second thing first. And the first thing, maybe, <laughs> okay? And, and we're going to have to stop that. We're going to have to turn that around. We're going to have to learn to live by our spirit, by our spirit rather than in the flesh. I'll say that again. We're going to have to learn to live by our spirit instead of in the flesh. Because in your flesh dwelleth no good thing. But we've been practicing flesh reaction so long that we don't respond correctly. Now, I, I say that because the word uh, response is a responsibility. It is, is a compound word. And what it does mean almost literally is that you have the ability to respond correctly. You are responsible. See? Not reactionary, you are response-able. We should start the process the way God wants us to, to respond rather than to react. The devil wants you to react because generally, mm -hmm, generally when you react, you're not hearing from God at all. You're just reacting. But when you respond, response takes a, a, a concerted effort, A, in hearing from God, and then B, walking out the instructions that he gave you. You see? When we react, generally, it is to uh, an offense. Okay? It, it is second. They kick for tat. That is how we react. But it should be here and then get information from heaven so that I can respond. Okay? So we should know there's a time, a season for every purpose that's under heaven. So find out from God, what would you have me to do? Then you respond rather than React. It's something that we should all know. I'll repeat it again. Hurt people hurt people. The only people that hurt people, why? Because the reaction kicks in. See? 
But if you would understand that if you are in the presence of someone that is hurt, then you should hear from heaven how to respond. See? Uh, Jesus went into situations with the intention and understanding that he was going to respond. For this cause that God sent his son into the world that he might save, to respond, not to react. Because he went to his own, the Bible says, he went to his own and his own received him not. But he didn't react to being rejected. He responded to rejection. And he would say things out of the response of God is that if you would come unto me, if you're heavy laden, if you got any burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke. A response invites people in. Take my yoke and learn of me. And you'll find rest unto your souls. See? For my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Notice this. Wow. He just said that his yoke is easy. So he's not trying to engage you in the difficulties, is he? He's trying to engage you from the easy position. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. See? So, so we're going to have to learn that, that, that our ability to respond, be response-able, is what he's looking for us to do. See? He, he's wanting us to, 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 to um, affect change, okay, so that we can get that. He's wanting us to affect change, cause change. God wants you to stop the cycle. That's what Jesus did because the Bible gives us the understanding that we were born in iniquity. And that's why Jesus came and he, his response was to get us born again. See, stop the cycle. And, and and it's an easy thing to do because he said his yoke is easy. His burden is light, illumination. Illumination and it's going to be something that's not going to be grievous to you. It's light on both sides. Illumination and ease. Okay. Maybe, maybe we should just remember that. That, that, that what we should be doing is operating from illumination and ease. It, it shouldn't be hard. In First John, he says that my commandments are not grievous. They are not hard. See? In fact, hmm, they're so easy that the way you can enter, he said, whosoever will. Wow. See, it's not reserved for uh, uh, the, the chosen few, is it? He said, whosoever. That's an easy access, isn't it? Yeah, see, but we're going to have to begin to look to God for a response. A response, again, is something that's done on purpose, response-able. If I don't hear from God, I will probably function unresponse-able. I, I, and notice, if you didn't respond correctly, did you know that you're probably going to have to go through that trial again because you were un 
responsible. See, he'll, he will equip you. Things are to be done by the strength that God gives you. For the joy of the Lord is when he places strength in you. See? He, he was aware of whatever happened. And at the time that whatever happened is going on, he is there to give you the strength. I'll even say it this way. According to the Bible, in, in, in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, There is no temptation taking you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will? With the temptation. All right? Just so that you get this. With the temptation tells me that the temptation and the answer have to be in the same place at the same time. Okay? Again, there was a time to love and a time to hate, a time to be silent and a time to speak. So that tells us that generally, almost inevitably, the the victory was given before you fell into the temptation, but you didn't make the choice. Deuteronomy chapter 30 tells it this way. He says, I call heaven and earth to record against you this day that I've set before you. Again, let's listen to what comes first. Life and death. I've set before you blessing and cursing. Therefore, you choose that you may live and your seed after you. Again, that which was necessary for advancement was first. Love before hate. Blessing before cursing. Life before death. As I say that, one of my favorite scriptures is, is probably my staple, is that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to, to kill, and to destroy. But, listen at the vernacular of the conversation, I am come. He didn't say, I will come. He said, I am come. That is perfect present tense. He will with the temptation at the same time. He will already have a, a way of escape. But you have to purpose in your heart that you're going to listen at the instructions that are given in the trial. Okay? But if we are going to play uh, the blame game and do that first, that's what Adam did. God came and asked the question, and Adam went to the blame game. It's this woman that you gave me. See? But notice, this is what was available. Uh, he could have just said, Father, I'm going to cover her. That's my job, is to cover her. I'm the, I'm the head of the relationship. So, Father, we did stupidly. Please forgive us. Because First John 1.9 was not at the end of the Bible. Okay? It was in God in the beginning. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I am the Lord thy God, I change not. That tells me that 1 John 1, 9 had to be in God from the beginning. So then if Adam had just confessed his sins, then God says, my faithfulness can now be seen. He is faithful and just to forgive us of the sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If Adam had just, instead of playing the blame game, if he would have responsible, if he'd have been responsible instead of the one that's going to react. God wants you. He's expecting you to be responsible. 
He's not looking for a reaction. Okay? I mean, can you see that? Okay? It's, it's, it's covered. He, before I need the grace of God, the grace of God is there. Jesus said, your heavenly Father knows what things you have need of before you ask. See? He's wanting us, he's wanting us to, to learn how to live in the place where God is. Because here's the understanding that we first get from God. In the beginning, God. See, why don't we go and live with the Father from the beginning? In the beginning. See, serve him as the in the beginning God. Okay? Nothing happens that God doesn't already know about, and he's already strengthened you, sent to you a word of deliverance. In the beginning, God. Do we serve him from that position of what he said in the beginning? Or do we try to, 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 to react and then get God to, 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 to um, validate our reaction? Hmm. Just some things to think about. Because we can, we can please him because of his word, and his word was sent first. He says, I'm a very jealous God, and I will not have any other gods before me. And I like to understand that is he will not let any other God get there before he's there. Because with the temptation, he'll make a way of escape. He didn't say after the temptation, he will create a way of escape. No, he said with the temptation. You are not tempted above that which you are able. So he already made you response able. Amen. I'm trying to drive this point home so that we can stop living our lives reactionary. See? We can go back to God and say, now, what is it again, sir, that you want me to do? Because you've already declared my victory. You've already made me more than a conqueror. So what again is it? Maybe I wasn't paying attention to it. I, I was leaning to my flesh, and if I lean to my flesh, to my own understanding, I'm going to fall. So I don't want to do that, God. I want to walk above the situation. And the best way to walk above the situation is to not get caught up in the situation so that you will then be overcome by the situation. Come on, y'all. You were created to walk above. And even after we messed up, God put us back in the right place. He said that, uh, okay, the devil who told all this, made all this lying stuff happen, he says, you're going to, the, the, the believers have the ability, the saint of God has the ability, the covenant partner with God has the ability to bruise the devil's head. Amen. He put him under our feet. I don't know why we let him get all up in our head into our thinking. I don't know why we let him get all up into the place where our heart and I was hurt. He has no reason being there. He was cursed and placed under your feet. Amen. It says that we shall bruise his head and he shall bruise our feet. Our heel. Okay, good. That's that's good, Lord. Mm, that's real good. He said he'll bruise, he'll bruise our heel. Our heel is a strong part 
of our foot. But our toes, ironically, are the things we use for balance, and the toes are at the front of the foot. The heel or the, the strong part, that which is used for a weapon, is at the back part of our foot. Mm. See? He says that what should be is that our heel should be bruised. But our balance should not be off because our toes are still in the front. Mm. I just, you know, kind of get you to see some of these things. See? I mean, even in your victory, I hadn't seen it that way, but even in your victory, the wisdom of God was so that you would not be off balance even in your victory because the devil can only bruise your heel. And your heel is not used for your balance. Your toes are. Hmm. Wow. Just some interesting things. So, you know, we've got to to, to recognize that, that the season that we are, are, are dealing with, the way to shorten seasons that you don't want to be in is to find what's first. Love first, then hate. Listen, then speak. Amen. Amen. Once God has purposed the thing, that thing is settled. We don't have to be concerned about it because the devil can't stop it. People cannot hinder it because it's settled. But what we do is we start reacting as if it's not settled. As if really, as if there were multiple ways that this thing could work out. No, I've already been, he called heaven and earth to record against me that he set before me what I want to choose. If I choose life, then there's nothing the devil do to stop. I'm going to walk in the light because life is in the light. That life was the light. That light was the life of men. Then that what Jesus told us in John chapter one. That light was the life of men. See, if I choose light, I'll enjoy life. If I choose, okay. If I choose gray. I'm not going to enjoy life. Amen. See? And a lot of times, because we are reacting, we are in the gray areas of life instead of being responsible. Hmm. Once God has purposed the thing, that thing is settled. Mm-hmm. Okay, again, that thing is settled. And with your toes walking in front of you, given balance, you don't have to walk in an iffy, unsettled place, do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When we hold on to the promise, we have the desired result. Why? Because it has already been settled. And last time we looked at, at Psalms 8, um, to just remember some things that are already true about you. See, God has already given preordained steps for us. Um, Psalms 8, first six verses. I want you to remember this. It says, O Lord, our Lord, our excellence, thy name in all the earth. 
Wow. So it really doesn't matter where you are. The excellent name of Jesus is available to you. O Lord, our Lord, our excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sufferings thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the avenger and the enemy and the avenger. When I consider the heavens, the word of thy fingers, the moons, the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou mindful of him, or the son of man that thou visited him? Listen at him. Verse 5. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and hast, past tense, crowned him with glory and honor. So when you go into any situation, please let it be known that you are already crowned with, you enter into the, the situation, you already crowned with glory and honor. Crowned with it. That's what your head, the crown goes on the, the head, right? That's what you should be thinking about. See, you shouldn't be going into a situation thinking that I'm going to lose. You cannot lose what should be on your thought process, what should be on your head, is I have been crowned with glory and honor. I don't know how you think that you can lose being crowned with glory because it's the glory that makes the difference. Jesus tasted death by the glory of God. Okay? The glory is what made the difference. He knew it. He walked in it. See? Death, y'all, come on. He walked in victory over death because of the glory that he was crowned with. It's covered. See? And it says, you are crowned with glory and honor, verse 6, and you made him to have dominion over all the works of thine hand, and you have put all things his feet. Okay, again, we're just talking about the feet. I just, I just see that, 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 that picture in my mind of me walking in victory because the devil's under my feet. I just keep seeing that image because he's put not some things. He has put all things under his feet because I'm crowned with glory. I'm crowned with honor. And when I understand that, think about that, then I will function in my dominion because because of, according to the scripture, the way it's laid out here, it says that you have crowned him with glory and honor. Thou made him to have dominion. I function in my dominion when I understand I'm called to crowned with glory and honor. I'm not called to defeat and trouble. I was crowned with. Glory and honor. And when I think about that, keep that in my understanding. Then I can walk in my dominion. And my dominion is over all of the works of his hand. Okay, good, good, good. So some things we'll say, well, you know, God didn't make it, the devil made it. Okay, just in case you think that way, even though he's given me dominion over all of that, but he says, if you don't understand what your hands are supposed to do, please understand where your feet are supposed to be. Glory to God. Did you see that? 
I have dominion over all the works of his hand. But if I'm going to say, well, the devil is doing this, well, then walk on top of him. Glory to God. I mean, he's making our victory so easy. Just, just take a step in faith, and as you take a step in faith, that puts you above the enemy. He is now under your feet, and you can just use him for support structure till you get to your next position. He's under your feet. Okay? So, so then I don't know how we got to the place where we began to give the devil more uh, due than he's supposed to have because we'll say things like, you know, the devil is busy. Well, start walking. Amen. You don't, Okay, we'll do it that way. You don't have to stay in the place where you think the devil is busy. You can walk on top of him to your next location because he has put all things under our feet. What is man? Okay, this, this is not just for Jesus. Come on, let's read the scripture. Verse 4, chapter 8 of the book of, of, of Psalms. What does he say? What is man that you're mindful of him? What is the son of man that you would visit him? For you made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and honor. I mean, did you get that? See, as we understand that God's thinking this way about us, so we should think this way about us. What is man that you are mindful of him? What is man that you think about him? Or the question could be asked, what do you think about the man? God, what do you think about the man? And the answer to what he thinks about the man is, first of all, look at this, look at this, look at this. He says, if what I think about the man is I'm going to give my presence to the man. I'm going to visit him. Glory to God. I mean, when this is wrote, as David wrote this, this was wrote before the Spirit of God could again dwell in him. We have a, a greater covenant, a better covenant, based on better promises. David, in the life that he lived, he could only wait for a visitation from God. But we have the manifest presence of God. My God, my God. See? So then how is it that we stay under circumstances when we're supposed to walk according to the word here? I'm just still in Psalms 8. See? He has been crowned with glory and honor, and then because of understanding of the crowning of glory and honor, I then operate in my dominion over all the works of his hands, and I walk above all the stuff that he's put under my feet. These are my preordained steps that I should walk in. See? We, we, we walk in perpetual, come on, beloved, we walk in perpetual victory in the spirit. All right, I had thought about that. We'll look at it this way. Um, when you are tested, going through this or that, God simply reminds you by his word that you have been put above that. That's all he does. Uh, the book of uh, Lamentations chapter 3 says it this way. This is what I recall to my mind. Therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. That his mercies are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. This is what I think about God. Just the, the, uh, Jeremiah said, 
because he was the one that was lamenting. Okay? And he said, this is what I recall to my mind. And it gives me hope. And that hope that I recall to my mind does not allow me to be consumed. This is what I recall. Therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that I'm not consumed. So then that helps me understand that his mercies were not just for my mistake. His mercies were for my victory. Amen. Okay. Because his mercies keep me from being consumed or cause me to win in the fight. This is what I have to recall. This is what God thinks. I need to think like God thinks. When I think Bible thoughts, I get Bible results. And Bible results always end in my victory because the Bible tells us that he, we always triumph, that he gives us the victory. See? So then I, I, I don't find myself in a vulnerable position any longer. I find myself in a victorious position because I've been crowned with glory and honor. That gives me the ability to utilize the dominion, and then I can walk upon all of the things that he's put under my feet. Just, just, just need for you to, to get that, see, to, 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 to understand that, that, that God is, is wanting that for me. That's what he preordained for me. Past, past tense, crowned him with glory and honor. It didn't say you're going to have to, pass, to crown him with, you know, he's already done this. Amen. Man, he said, is the one that gets this benefit. Okay? So this was not just for Jesus. What Jesus did is he walked in the promise that was available from the beginning. We need to go back and understand God as the in the beginning God. This is what you set up, Lord. I'm just going to walk in that. I, I expect that to, to, to be the thing that, that causes me to see what the victory is. See? I'm going to allow you in my life to be the God of in the beginning, what you ordain from Jump Street. See? I'm the man that was crowned with glory and honor. When, when you know that you are crowned with it, it causes you to operate as a king's kid. All right. Um, as a king's kid, let's just investigate the king's kid here for a second. Do you think that the king's kid that was raised in the palace, and that might be the challenge that's in front of us, we, we we keep forgetting that we are not we have not been raised okay well I'll do it that way we have not been raised in 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 in, in uh, poverty and lack the devil has trapped us there but that's not where we were raised all right the Bible says that Jesus came and what he did is he raised us up and made us sit together with him in heavenly places 
far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, and everything that is named in this world and in the world to come. Sounds like to me that that's what's under my feet because he has raised me up. Amen. See, the, 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 the child that was raised in the king's palace doesn't think about lack, does he? Because he was raised in, in opulence in that case, actually. Yeah, we are too. We just don't think it all the time. Remember, he made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Well, the way I understand it, the streets of heaven are made out of gold. No, not paved with gold, beloved. They are pure gold. They're made out of gold. Okay? This is go- Let's go deeper, okay? Pavement would be something that goes over other things. No, the streets of heaven are pure gold. Amen. The gates of heaven, we refer to them as the pearly gates. I need to expand your thinking. The Bible says that every several gate is made out of one pearl. Please get the concept here. The gate that's used for God to walk through, so that tells you it has to be a big gate for God to walk through it. And it's one single wow. See, that's what heaven is accustomed to functioning in that level. Golden streets, pearl gates. See? So there is no concept of lack there. Because even the trees, the Bible says in the book of Revelation, the trees have leaves on them, and the leaves on the trees are for the healing, listen at it, for the healing of the nation. Not for the healing of just one person, glory to God, for the healing of the nation. And they bring forth their fruit in every season. As I'm looking at it, there's one tree on one side and another tree on the other side of the river of life. So in other words, you can't avoid the blessing. It's all around you. You're walking on streets that are gold. Through a gate that you came through that was a pearl. And life is on both sides of you. Okay, wait a minute. Life is in the stream, the river that you're walking in, and on both sides of you would be healing. I mean, my God, my God. I can't see anything but blessing in that. And that's where you were raised. Okay? So, again, open up your heart, elevate your thinking so that you can see it from that position. Because sometimes we've been thinking that, you know, the devil is, is, a, is, a big, uh, uh, is a big deal. I'm sorry, he's not a big deal. God put the devil under your feet. Thou hast made him to have dominion over the work of thine hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. 
This is why we should not fear. This is why we should not worry, because we have been placed above every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that world which is to come. Hmm. See? <laughs> so, so, so we've got to, again, begin to utilize the things that God has given to us. We, we don't have to uh, go and, and try to work it up. This is what's established already. You were crowned with glory. You were crowned with honor. Okay. Proverbs chapter 10, verses 6 through 14. I want to deal with them. Again. You are crowned with glory and honor. Proverbs chapter 10 uh, says this. Blessings are upon the head of the just. What comes out of that crown of glory and honor? What comes because of that crown of glory and honor? Blessings are upon the head of the just. I mean, you got to think about that. He didn't, in this case, he didn't say, blessings are coming to you. He said, blessings are upon. That's active tense, isn't it? See? And he says, but here's the problem that we have. But violence covers the mouth of the wicked, those that are twisted. So, all right just so that you can see. If I'm saying things contrary to what God said, if I'm thinking contrary to what God's thinking, that would make me twisted, wouldn't it? That's what the word wicked means. It means twisted. You understand wicker furniture? Well, the reason that the furniture is called wicker furniture is because it is twisted furniture. Ironically, the strength of the chair comes from the twistings of the um, of the reeds. Okay? If you were just to put that uh, reed like it is, well, I guess you have to bend it. Well, let's say that. At the point of bending is the point that things become weak. Is that correct? But when you twist it, then the twisting gives the bend strength so that the chair does not collapse. That's why it's called wicker furniture. And it says violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Violence here is speaking about you thinking that you have to fight for what you need instead of understanding that the blessings are upon the head of the just. So I don't have to fight to get something, do I? I? I don't have to exalt myself because I can walk in, look at this, I can walk in the blessings that's upon my head. It was an S on the word blessing, wasn't it? It was blessings upon the head of the just. Glory to God. So I don't have to fight for a blessing. Blessings are upon my head. If I understand what just means, it means proper. It means that which was ordained from the beginning. 
as you walk in that which was ordained from the beginning, you're walking in a just manner. Okay? You're not trying to fight for something and then the violence come out of your words. The book of Proverbs talks a bunch about your mouth, a bunch about your words. See? He says, the, the, the blessings up on the head is just, but violence covers the mouth. Covers the mouth. What do you mean, covers the mouth? Every time you open it, the only thing around it, what is covering it, is twisted words. Do you see that? It, it keeps the flow of God from happening in your life because you're speaking contrary to God's will, contrary to God's plan. You are setting yourself up to have to fight for what is yours. The king's kid doesn't do that. The king's kid does not fight for what is his. It's his inheritance. Wow. And the king's kid lives his inheritance out while from, from day to day while he's living. He doesn't wait to enjoy his inheritance when he gets, uh, when he gets to, to heaven. I don't know why we're doing that. The inheritance is given to you to qualify your life the way the king said your life should be lived. You see it? When, when someone leaves an inheritance, they are saying to the person that receives the inheritance, you should live at this level at my expense. That's what an inheritance is for. You live your life now at the expense of the one that loved you enough to give you the inheritance. You don't have to wait till you die to then start thinking, now I can have the inheritance. No, the inheritance goes into, into effect when the person that loves you dies. That's why it's called an inheritance. It's, no, it, it's not just a promise, beloved. It is an inheritance. That which should be used day by day. It's covered. Blessings are on the head of the just. But violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Stops them from enjoying because they speak the wrong things. Remember um, Proverbs 18, 21 says life and death, again, which one came first? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And they that love either the life or the death shall eat the fruit of it. See? But I guess maybe the problem that God has is that we haven't understood that our blessings are upon my head, and so that this is the way I'm going to think. Because as a man thinks in his heart, that's where he, you'll find the man. So I'm thinking all the time about the blessing of God, about the, the goodness of God, about the mercy of God that keeps me from being consumed about the greatness of God that's going to display that greatness on my behalf because the eyes of the Lord run to and fro all over the whole earth that he can show himself strong in the behalf of those that have a perfect heart towards him, those that are just. See? That's what I'm thinking about. That's why the memory of the just is blessed. The, the, what the, the just man would think about is how good God has ordained it for me. He didn't just promise it for me. It's my inheritance. 
appreciate it being a promise that's set before me. I appreciate that. But this is something that now is possessionary. This is mine. I walk in it. An inheritance is best used while the person is alive that gave, that was receiving the inheritance. It makes your life a whole lot easier because of the inheritance. See, the, 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 the one that loved you said, I don't want you to struggle anymore. I want you to have a life of the one that is blessed. I hope you're getting this, beloved. See? See, He's already set these things in motion for you. Settled these things. Our job is to then hear it, believe it, understand it, and walk in it. See, I don't have to walk like the one trying to get blessed. I'm not trying to get blessed. I'm already blessed. The blessings are upon the head of the just. That's what I think about. This is what I recall to my mind. Therefore, have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that I'm not consumed. I'm walking in victory because of his mercy. It says, but the name of the wicked shall rot. The wise in heart will receive commandments. The wise in heart would receive commandments. Did he not command you to live and not die? Daniel says that I saw you dying in your own blood, drowning in your own blood. And I said to you, Live. Wow, 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 wow. He didn't say, he said to us, exist. He told us to live. Glory to God. Did you see the difference there? See, a lot of times, a lot of people have just tried to live. Jesus did not come, I mean, tried to exist. Jesus did not come so that you can exist. He says, I am come that you might have life, and you might have that life more abundantly. He did not say, I'm come that you might exist. Okay? So then, since that was what it was on his heart, I need to fulfill his, feel his joy. Don't I? What was his joy? I have no greater joy than my people, my children, walk in truth. The truth is that blessings are upon the head of the just. The memory of what they think about is blessed. The wise in heart receive commandments. But because of violence, the pratting fool shall fall. Because violence covered his mouth. He can't say those things. He can't say that I'm blessed of the Lord and walk in the blessing. He's still saying, I got, to, I got to make it through some kind of way. And that is a pratting fool, one that doesn't understand that the commandment to live was spoken over him. The commandment that he and his seed and his seed seed should live was given to him. 
because verse 9, he that walketh uprightly walketh surely. He understands that upon his head are blessings. And he walks understanding the power of those blessings day by day. Every step that he's take, what he told Joshua is, every place that the soles of your feet shall trod, know this, walk rightly, I've already given it to you. I gave you your direction. I told you which way to walk. This is the word, walk ye in it. This is the way, walk ye in it. And every step that your foot shall trod upon, he's already given it to you. He didn't say, I will give. He said, I have given. Past tense again. He that walketh uprightly walketh surely. Psalms 84, 11 says that no good things will God withhold from them that walk uprightly. See, the just man walks like this. He walks surely. He doesn't walk in wonder. He walks surely. Preordained steps. Excuse me. See, I mean, good God. We walk in preordained steps. Steps that God has already seen operate in the life of Jesus. He's seen, we got, that's our testimony. That's our witness. We've seen him walk through everything the devil sent his way. Up to and including death. See, when I walk uprightly, I'm now walking surely. When, when I spend time, Okay, okay, there we go. When I spend time in the word, I, I become stronger. Adam, the Bible says, walked with God in the cool of the day. Would you say that that's walking surely? He was walking the same way, in the same steps, in the same path that God was walking in. He that walketh surely. He that walketh uprightly walketh surely. When I'm walking with God, I'm walking uprightly. Surely now kicks in. Not maybe, not possibly. Surely. God was talking to him and and encouraging him and giving him instructions for the, the next day. He walked with God in the cool of the day. That has the connotation that this was a perpetual thing, that he kept walking with God. He didn't visit God. He walked with him. And God has now set this thing up so great that we, we know that the Holy Ghost now walks in us. Glory to God. It's not just with us. He's walking in us. Hmm. I mean, can you just have a concept of that? That he said that he will walk in us. He will be with us. He will be our God. We shall be his people. Having, therefore, these precious promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We get to walk 
as the one that's in us is walking. We get to step, and every step that we make is a step that is preordained, backed up by the power of God. He that walketh uprightly walketh surely. I mean, your head has blessings. Your memory is blessed. The wise in heart receives instructions, commandments. You know, commandments are not a, a, a bad thing. They are the thing that, they are the thing, commandments happen when I receive a word from the Lord, and every word that I receive from the Lord is a word that is commanded for blessing. It is not just admonition that you shouldn't do. And I I know we think about the Ten Commandments, and so that's a list of what you shouldn't do. No, there were way more commandments than that. Again, he commanded us. He saw us dying in our own blood, and the commandment was live. Praise you, Jesus. See? The commandment is not just because we blew it. The commandment is that we walk in that which is ordained by God for our victory. It's ordained. That's why Jesus was able to do it, because they came to kill Jesus, and Jesus told them, you cannot take my life. I give my life. This commandment have I received of my Father. What commandment, Jesus? Live. Amen. I lay it down, and I can pick it up. Why? Because this is a commandment from God. This is something that's not going to change. It's not going to alter. That's why I said to you again, we need to learn to function and flow in God as the in the beginning God. See? Because as we uh, uh, do that, then we don't have to worry about what the devil. It doesn't matter what the devil is doing. That's why Jesus said, you don't take my life, I lay it down. This commandment I received of the Father. I received the commandment to win. I received the commandment to live. I received the commandment to be blessed. It was a commandment. See? This is the way that he wants us to walk. When we begin to to open up our our understanding that that commandments are not the negative things that God don't want me to do. The the reason he said it was as a commandment then is because they were accustomed to walking that way. They were Moses' father was an idol worshiper, and so the people in that community were were understanding how to try to function in idol worship. It was normal to them. And so then God says, now, I'm going to give you these commandments, which are unto life. I'm going to give them to you so you can stop, cut off this. The commandment was not a restraint. It was an enlightenment. Okay? But we have kind of had the connotation that commandments are just, you know, God is correcting me because I'm just so wrong. He's instructing you. Everything that he speaks, by definition, is a commandment. Amen. 
And it's not commandment for, for bad. It is a commandment for life. Okay. I, I hope you get this. That he that walketh uprightly walketh surely. But he that perverteth his ways shall be known. Why? Because the commandment said you were supposed to be here. Go there. End up as the head, not the tail. So then if you don't, if you pervert that, then what will happen is that way will then be known, won't it? Because you're going to say, out of the joy of your heart that receives a commandment, you're going to say, I'm going to do this or that. And then what happens is because you are not walking upright, this or that doesn't happen. So your perverted way will be known. Your twisted way will be known. Your violent way will be known. Because hatred does what? Stir up strife. But love covereth all sins. So then love takes care of what my mistake was. Love covereth all my sins, shortcomings. Okay. In him, in the lips of a man that has understanding, he says, wisdom is found. But the one that does not have the understanding, does not choose to function in the revelation of God, he says, it's going to be a, a necessary for the rod to be on the back of him that's void of understanding. Wise men lay up knowledge, but the mouth of fools is near destruction. We're, we're, we're in Proverbs. Let's just finish this here. Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11. Starting at verse 9. <clears throat> it says, The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge shall the just be delivered. Violence covereth the mouth of the violence covereth the mouth. Remember? See? Violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. Violence is is what generally comes out. I got to make my way, and I'm going to have to stop you in order to make my way. Again, you're not thinking correctly because the whole kingdom functions on a massive level because one gate is made out of a pearl. The street is solid gold. So do you not think that the one that made uh, the gate be a pearl and made the streets be gold? <laughs> one man of God said, so since the streets is gold, I can just get me a hub cap, I mean a, a, a sewer cap, and I'll be all right with a sewer cap because it'll be solid gold too. See, we got to think in an elevated position. I don't have to fight for nothing. I'm the one that's been called to receive, not the one that's just called to fight. My fighting should be done in the spirit so that I don't let a promise slip. That's what my fighting should be. It says the hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. 
You don't understand the promise that God made for you. You're, you're, you're double-minded. You, 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 you have hypocrisy in your thinking. If I do bad, it'll stop me from having uh, to go through what they're going through. I'll do bad to them so that I can just stop what they were. No, just do good. Do good. Do good. That's the commandment. Do good. Don't think about it. Do it. Well, it might not work. Nah, he didn't tell you to think about it. He told you to do it. Do good. Because the one that walks uprightly doing good, that God's not going to withhold any good thing. The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. But through knowledge shall the just be delivered. So he just told us there, you cannot be delivered through wickedness. You cannot be delivered through tit for tat. Okay? He just said it. But through knowledge, the just shall be delivered. Amen. When it goes well with the righteous, God said a promise here. He says the city is looking for that. When it goes well with the righteous, the city is going to rejoice. So then I guess what he's asking us here, if you want to change the the condition of the city, then be righteous, walk in righteousness, because when you walk uprightly, God will not withhold any good thing from you. And when it goes well with the righteous, the city can rejoice. You can impact people simply by doing what the word says. Amen. Amen. It says this, listen to this, and when the wicked perish, there is a shouting. So even the city is looking for this new way of seeing things done. It says when it goes well with the city, with the righteous, the city rejoices. And because the city is now rejoicing, then the wicked are going to be diminishing. They're going to perish. And then there will be a shouting. Verse 11 by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. By the things that happen in the righteous people's life, by the blessing that's upon the head of the just, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. See, we don't have to try to stop uh, people from getting this or that. We are going to be like God, and we're going to be give because that's the the uh, first order of love is love gives. For God so loved, well, maybe that's our problem. We haven't got to the place of so loving yet. Okay? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Okay? Maybe we need to get to some to the place of so love. Hmm. So love, from what we can understand about Jesus, so love would be uh, uh, the the right response because you are response able. So love flows even though they didn't do what they should have done. So love. Amen. Okay? Because he came into his own, his own received him not. But so love caused him to move. When, 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 when the city functions that way, when the righteous, excuse me, functions that way, the city is looking for things. Because by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. By the blessing. Walking in your victory. Okay, wow. 
Wow. See, I guess sometimes we just have been more selfish. Okay, we become accustomed to being selfish. But by the blessing of the upright, I'm in a position where now I give, don't I? Even though they don't, because he just told us that, that the love is going to do what? It's going to cover. See? Love is going to cover. So because love is covering, then I am causing the city to rejoice. Well, okay, we'll start about that. If 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 the righteous would do what they're supposed to, there will not even be the possibility of all of the divisions from for race to race. That would be gone because love covers a multitude of sin. Come on now, love don't 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 tell me about what happened yesterday. Love is an a, a, an active verb. Love does not. Love is not something that's stalled. Love is an active verb. Okay? You can't have love. Maybe that's what we think. We think we can have I used to love. No, God so loved. And he wants us to walk in the soul of dispensation. See? And, and, and maybe that's what we're looking at uh, backwards. We're, we're, we're too mindful of, but something else happened that I didn't want to happen when I thought I was loving. Well, if you were loving, actually, then love will cover all sin. It will cover the multitude of sin. If you're loving, you can't stop. Amen. So then if you're loving as you're loving, it's, there can never be the sentence of, I did that and they did this. Because my only response is to continue to love. By the blessing of the upright. See? I mean, we've got the purpose to walk in this all the time. That's what Jesus said. When people talk about you, you're supposed to pray for them. Love them. When they do you wrong, you're supposed to love them. We're not supposed to recollect an offense. That's both in memory and in the position of heart. I am recollecting. I am remembering. Remember means to put the thing back together again. Remember. So I didn't like what happened the first time, and I'm going to give it the power to do it again. I'm going to remember that thing. Come on, y'all. Let's wake up. See, remember means to put back together, to cause to happen again. You know, there are some songs that, that, that you can hear. And as soon as you hear the words of the music or the tagline, you can remember all those things that happened when you first heard the song. See, recall. See, we should be the ones that's living on purpose instead of those that are living by events that have happened in the past and recollecting them. Recollect. Recollect. Remember. Why don't we recall the good things that God has said? This I recall to my mind, therefore I have I hope. It is of the Lord's mercy that I'm not consumed. I don't care what they did, I'm still here, which means I was not consumed, and that was because I'm remembering the word of the Lord. That's what's giving me hope. 
This is how you walk that out, y'all. You you learn to forgive by the, the by placing the word of God in active form in your life. He said this. This was the commandment. That was Jesus said about uh, forgiveness. He commanded us to forgive. That was not a, 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 a suggestion. That's a commandment. This is the commandment that I give to you, that you should think about loving one another. He says that you should love. A new commandment I give to you. A commandment that does not fail. A commandment that's always active. Love. Because love is going to cover Let's let's just deal with it this way. The love is going to cover the sin, or love is going to be able to stop you from remembering what happened because it is covered by love. Come on, y'all. That's the application that we need to have. Love covers it. So then I cannot take an offense and take an account of the offense because love does not do that. Love covers the offense. When I look in that direction, all I see is love. God's love to me and God's love flowing through me. So then I can say, as Jesus said, because I'm not going through what Jesus did when he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. I can say that about whatever this situation is. Father, forgive them. I am covering that thing, offense, with love. So I don't see it anymore. Now, my mouth is no longer covered with violence. My mouth is covered now with prophecy. Glory to God. I can declare and decree a thing, and it shall be established. I can call them out of darkness now because the love that just came out of my heart, the love that just came out of my mouth, removes the offense, and now God can work with them. By the blessing of the upright is the city exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. I I, I know that when when I see something, I'm working on of getting back to the place where my mouth is not necessary to say something. See, because I I I only want to speak what God says. So then if God is not condemning them, and according to Romans chapter 8, verse 1, he cannot be condemning them, there is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. So I don't have to go back to that. I can now cover, because love is coming out of my lips, by the blessing of the upright. The city is going to be, the city is going to go to a new level. But it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. I, 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 I'm not wicked when I tell the truth. No, you're, you're entering into wickedness because you didn't speak the love. Love covereth. I'm saying this and hoping that you understand. There is no uh, 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 gray area here. 
either I'm releasing wickedness or love. One of the two. See? By the blessing of the upright, it changes the whole city. But it's overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. And I, in my mind, what I was doing is I was saying that, that wicked people say the wrong thing. No, he, okay, okay, so we get an understanding. He wasn't writing the Bible to wicked people. He's writing the Bible to those who are called by his name. And those who are called by his name sometimes release wickedness out of their heart. Amen. We, we dip back into stuff that we shouldn't be partaking of. We remember the thing. We recollect the thing. Instead of taking the offense and placing it on the altar and leave it there. Because it's the altar that alters. So if I place the thing, whatever the offense was, on the altar, not only will it change me, but because now I'm not holding them accountable, God can get to them. Come on. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. But we want to say, no, vengeance, I got a part to play in vengeance. No, you don't. Vengeance is mine. So I don't have to have nothing to do with it. So my part is to then release favor in the situation. God, bring illumination to their heart. Because I know that only hurt people hurt people. So bring illumination to their heart so that they won't have to function in that hurt. They won't have to perpetuate that in that hurt. Because I'm not going to count it against them, Father. I'm going to release love. This is how I put the devil under my feet. This is how I change the, 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 the conditions that I'm surrounded by. I change the city by the blessing of the upright. The city is overthrown. A city is exalted, but, but it's overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. He that is void of wisdom despises his neighbor, talks about things he ain't got no business talking about because he's not loving his neighbor. He despised his neighbor because he's void of wisdom. But a man of understanding holds his peace. A talebearer reveals secrets, but the, he that is of a faithful spirit conceals the matter. Discovered. Discovered. See, God is, is, is needing for us to, to take our place as the ones that release salvation, as the ones that, 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 that operate in the commandments of God, and then release the good that comes from God into and over every situation. And that by doing that, the whole city is going to change. It's exalted. The city is lifted up. The city does not have to operate in the squalor of, 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 of poverty, hurts and pains and disgust. Oh, beloved, we've got to wake up. Now is the time for us to, to, to enjoy good and then release good. That's what the connection uh, of salvation has, has made available for us. We're going to have to function in that. You can't get the, the end of things to happen if we're still going to walk in 
that which was recollected, that which is remembered. God told us in Philippians to, to putting those things that are, forgetting those things that are behind. Put them behind us. Leave them there. Press toward the mark of the prize of a high calling in Christ Jesus. And the high calling in Christ Jesus is the commandment to love. Your way or God's way? God's waiting on you today. Father, we just thank you and we bless you for your loving kindness, your tender mercies. Thank you for your word that you sent to heal and deliver. Thank you that we are purposing in our heart to function in that love. Let that love flow day by day. Let that love grow hour by hour so that we can please you and then wrap this thing up because we're covering the whole earth with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. That same glory that we are crowned with, that we should think about, release on purpose, by purpose, in love. We thank you, Father, for doing it in us and through us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, as we've got to the, the end of the, the ministry, as we do, um, we'd like to give you an opportunity to uh, ask any questions or make any comments uh, that you might have uh, about the ministry. Area code 404-536-7829. You have the mic. Any comments or questions about the ministry? Yes, I just want to say that... Um... I agree with you about the remembering. Uh, Sometimes when you remember the hurt, you emotionally go through it. But God has blessed me to be able to let those hurts go. And it's, it's just, it's like, okay, God, that's, that's on you. You know, I, I just give it to the Lord. So I appreciate you yeah, yeah. kind of refreshing my memory to not remember but bless them. Yeah, yeah, well, that's what we're called to. That's what we're called to. Thank you. And he said, you're called that way so you can, you receive a, a, a blessing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. Amen. Amen. God has, has good in store for us, and that's that's what he wants to do. He wants us to enjoy uh, the life that, that he's given us, not to to no longer be prisoners to, um, to, to, to the past, but we're supposed to be those that initiate, not those that react those that respond and response comes because love has given you a revelation of the thing that is needed not a remembrance of the things that were done okay we are supposed to initiate act not react amen um and i see that, that we, a lot of people have have uh, disconnected um because i asked for um any questions or any uh, comments and uh, your comments, just so that you know, any comment that you make uh, is a comment that is accepted, okay? Because your pace is legal, okay? And you don't have to be at, at, at the pace of someone else and thinking that because I'm not at their pace, I can't talk. Yes, you can. Because here's what the Bible promises us. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. He didn't say the word of the corporate testimony. 
He said the word of your testimony. When you release what God has given you, the growth that God has made available for you, then overcoming breakthrough power is now available for you. And then iron now sharpens iron. So the people that are listening, they can hear the same thing and say, yep, I, that, that confirms that in my, in my heart. Now I can just keep that. It, it becomes locked in your spirit. Confirmation causes it to be able to work. Jesus worked with them with the word. He confirmed the word with signs following. Now it's locked in your spirit, see, because you will hear it. And the overcoming power of Christ now is made available. So I want to thank you again uh, for participating in the ministry. And uh, um, if it's been a blessing to you, then we're going to ask you to participate by giving. That he says, if I give of you uh, the spiritual things, it is no big deal. It's no uh, hardship for you to then sow out of your natural things. Okay? We want you to, to, to go to the website, find uh, uh, the, the donate tab. Just go to livedeliverance.com, look for the donate tab, and then allow God to speak to you and be obedient and sow that seed here at livedeliverance.com. Also, you can tell your friends. Uh, how they can listen and participate in the broadcast here on Monday evening at LiveDeliverance.com. So it's been my honor and my privilege to to give to you what God gives to me uh, week by week. So we look for you again on this uh, at this same hour on the platform that, that we've given so that God can continue to uh, enrich your life. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord lift up his face, make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until next Monday. Okay, next Monday is a holiday, I believe. Now that I'm looking at it, next Monday is the week of the, it will be the third, right? So um, we probably won't be here next Monday because that's a, a national holiday. So enjoy your time with your families in your barbecuing and all that stuff that you're going to do, just rejoice in the Lord uh, in that time. So until the next time that we get, do get together, which will be on the, what, the, the, the 10th, okay? We'll be looking for you here at livedeliverance.com. Love you all. Be blessed.